Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It's Thursday, we are getting towards the weekend, nearly the end of the week, nearly. Unfortunately, no Arsenal to look forward to this weekend, of course, but Tuesday night's game at Nottingham Forest is edging ever closer. So it's the end of the transfer window, which is a day after that game against Nottingham Forest at the City Ground. Not quite sure much is going to happen between now and then, but we shall wait and see. Still plenty to discuss in today's show. Wanted to focus it, first of all, on the decisions facing Mikel Arteta, really, when it comes to his midfield, given the imminent, fingers crossed, return of Thomas Partey. Um, and yeah, I mean, just wanted to have a little look at what Mikel might do and get your views on it as well. So please do let me know what you think the Arsenal midfield should look like going forward if, stroke, when everyone is back fit. And available. Look at um, Leah Willis Williamson's brilliant return yesterday after so long out, of course, for Arsenal women in that 6-0 win against Reading in the Conti Cup. Fantastic to see Leah back and contributing with an assist as well, straight away. Uh, Takiro Tomiyasu's been in action over at the Asian Cup. Got lots of cost, uh, questions and comments from you guys. Lots of responses to the Victor Rossman stuff I spoke about yesterday, uh, which was very, very interesting. So lots to get stuck into. Before we start, just quickly, myself and James Benj are sitting down for Inside Arsenal Extra Time a little bit later on today. We're going to record about 1pm UK time on Thursday. So by the time this goes out, you'll probably have about two and a half hours to respond. If you want to get involved in Inside Extra Time, be part of the Q&A section that we do, then please do leave your question or your opinion, your comment, anything you want us to discuss in the show down below in the comment section to this video. Just start it with extra time. And then as usual, your comment, question, opinion, and I'll pull some of them together and you can all get involved in today's show. Right, let's start, shall we, with the Arsenal midfield. I'm really intrigued by this. Obviously, we've been waiting a long, long time to kind of be in this position 
Whether we're there on Tuesday, we'll have to wait and see. As I reported earlier in the week, Thomas Party is now, as far as I'm aware, back in full training. That was the plan. I haven't heard anything's changed, but we shall wait and see. That doesn't necessarily mean he's definitely going to be involved against Nottingham Forest. Arsenal will, of course, you know, take medical advice, look at all the data and decide if that is the right time to bring him back. If it is, then it's going to be really interesting to see what Mikel Arteta does going forward. It might be that Thomas Partey starts on a bench, even if he is fit. You know, whether he would go straight into the starting eleven at the city ground, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit too early. You want to ease him back in. But very, very soon, providing there's no setbacks, he is going to be fully fit and available to play for this Arsenal team. And so how does the midfield look after that? We haven't really seen it yet this season. Of course, we saw in the Community Shield, Declan Rice, Martin Odegaard and Thomas Partey play together. That's the only time... We've seen those three line up in that kind of midfield three in the system that Arteta tends to go with in the 4-3-3. Other than that, of course, Thomas Partey started the league season playing in that right back, inverted right back role, whatever you want to call it. None of us really liked it. Mikel Arteta clearly did because he kept persisting with it. But I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that is not something we're going to see too much when Thomas Partey comes back. I'm sure it's probably something we will see a bit, but I would hope, fingers crossed again, that, that, uh, that he will be back in midfield and that will be the main sort of area that Mikel Arteta is looking to use him. So what does he do? What is Arsenal's best midfield? I think that's such an important question um, going forward in terms of how Arsenal set up. They've spent a lot of money on Kai Havertz and whatever your thoughts on him, you know, Mikel Arteta clearly wants that to work. He's given him a lot of opportunities for it to work. He's playing in a lot of games, but should Thomas Partey come back then and you look at that midfield three of Thomas Partey, Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard, where does Kai Havertz go? Does he just go on the bench? A lot of people will say yes. Does he go up front? Does he play as a nine? Is he the other the other main option as Arsenal's central striker alongside um, Gabriel Jesus? For me, that is what I want to see. But again, it depends what Mikel Arteta wants to do. But I think it's really, really interesting. I mean, well, look, the good thing is, whatever happens, Arsenal are going to be in a really strong position with Thomas Partey back because that gives Mikel so many options. Even if he wants to try his right back thing <laughs> experiment whatever you want to call it that we saw at the start of the season it does give him the option to do that and you know he's always wanted to, his big aim this season at Arsenal the whole a lot of the summer transfer business was about making Arsenal more unpredictable that people didn't know teams didn't know what Arsenal were going to do how they were going to set up the return of Thomas Partey will allow that to happen much much more and then the imminent return well, fairly, fairly imminent return of Urien Timber will do exactly the same on the other side as well. So it's going to make Arsenal really, really strong, I think. And it's a really exciting prospect for the second half of the season in terms of what they can do and the options that they have. I mean, Liverpool coming up in, what, under two weeks' time now. You would love a fully fit Thomas Partey in that team in the base of the midfield with Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard ahead of him in that midfield three. I think that would be such a good option. I also like the option potentially of having Declan and Thomas Partey playing much closer together in that kind of pairing that we saw against Liverpool in the FA Cup when he went with Jorginho and Declan Rice, which I thought worked really well, actually. And it was a diff it was a nice little shake-up of the system and of the formation. And it definitely caught Liverpool by surprise. Jurgen Klopp admitted that afterwards. So that's another option that they have. So love to get your views on it. What do you think Mikel Arteta should do when it comes to his midfield? The decisions he's got to make? How do you think he should play it? What do you want to see? Let me know anything that I've just discussed in this section of the show. Let me know your thoughts on it in the comments below. Okay, moving on, Takahiro Tomiyasu was in action for Japan yesterday. They won. They won 3-1 against Indonesia, so they have booked their place through into the knockout stages of the Asia Cup. Congratulations to them, obviously, for Arsenal. 
you know, you want to see Tommy Asu do well, of course, but for Arsenal, it means he's going to be out there for at least another week. We don't know who they're going to play yet in the round of 16. That will be decided today when the other group stage games are completed. Um, I think the game takes place next like Wednesday or Thursday uh, or possibly Tuesday. I should have double checked that before I come out. But at some point next midweek and should Japan go out, it would be about three days or four days before the Liverpool game which you would think that Tommy could potentially come back and be involved in that game. So, And if he is involved, if he is here and he's fit, it wouldn't at all surprise me if he starts in that game ahead of Alexander Zinchenko, albeit there's no probably going to be no Mohamed Salah for him to deal with. We, lo- we know that Mikel Arteta likes that option of having Tommy Asu against Mohamed Salah. So, um, But anyway, look, for Tommy Asu's sake, you hope Japan go on and they have a really good tournament and they win the tournament because that's what he wants. So, but from a purely selfish Arsenal point of view, if he were to go out in the next round, then there is still a slight possibility that he could be involved. He got about 82 minutes yesterday as well. And the good thing with this tournament for Tommy Asu, for Arsenal's sake, as long as he doesn't get injured, is it allows him to work his way back to fitness. So when he does come back to Arsenal, he will have had plenty of minutes under his belt and will, you know, be hopefully be pretty sharp and hadn't played much football by the time he went away. So it can work kind of in Arsenal's benefit as well. Um, but yeah, good luck to Tommy Asu when that uh, knockout round comes calling. Transfer-wise, there's not much going on, as I sound like I've said that over and over again throughout the transfer window. There is more talk about Tavares and Marseille. Marseille on that lookout for a left-back. They've turned their attentions back to Tavares. He's on their list, but it's complicated because he's at Nottingham Forest. Nuno Espirito Santo apparently doesn't really want to let Tavares go. Arsenal don't have a recall option in his contract, um, so they can't just call him back and then let him go to Marseille. Tavares, certainly according to reports in France, is very keen to go back to Marseille. So it's an interesting one. We've got, what, six or seven days left of the window. It'll be interesting to see what happens. For Arsenal's point of view, if Marseille are offering a bit of money for for Nuno Tavares, then I'm sure, ideally, they probably wouldn't mind taking it and letting him go. But again, without a break clause in that contract to bring him back from Nottingham Forest, and they've not really got too many uh, routes to go down. They've just got to sit there and hope that Nottingham Forest allow him to leave. There has been suggestions that that would happen, but right now, it appears that Nuno wants him to stay. So that's something that might have legs. It's something to keep an eye on in the window alongside the likes of Cedric Suarez, who could still potentially go. We know the interest is there from Besiktas and some Turkish clubs and some clubs across Europe, including Spain, in him. Will he go before the end of the window? Potentially so. Um, But, you know, when that's the big talking point, Cedric Suarez's future, then you know you're in the middle of a pretty quiet January transfer window. Okay, just moving on to brilliant yesterday, brilliant news. Leah Williamson coming back after that horrible ACL injury came back against Reading in the Conti Cup, 6-0. Arsenal won. Leah Williamson popping up with a trademark assist, one of those lovely long passes out from the back into the path of Beth Mead. Brilliant finish from Beth Mead. The two of them combining, two of them have just, you know, Beth Mead's obviously been back a lot a lot longer. Both of them, though, you know, having fought their way back from an ACL injury, um, great to see them combine for that goal and just brilliant to see Leah back on the pitch she's been absolutely missed and she said after the game it was the perfect scenario I've worked hard I've kept my head down for a moment like today I sat on the bench with my teammates who couldn't have been more supportive and then returned to the pitch the girls gave me a good reception and so did the fans it was lovely um 
just yeah fantastic to see and on a kim little was talking about it and she said i couldn't be prouder of her she's worked extremely hard you've probably all seen that and then she comes back like she's never been away i can't wait to get back on the pitch with leah more often yeah really fantastic scenes uh to see leah back and you know for jonas and for everyone the squad it's just a real huge boost as they uh, work their way through the season, still plenty for the women to play for as well. And defending their Conti Cup in style with our excellent 6-0 win yesterday at Reading. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Moving on to some of your questions and comments now. I've got a few of these to go through. Uh, Rajubu Lukanza, I hope I've got that right, says, Hello, Charles. Big fan of the channel. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, I really want to ask your opinion on next summer transfer window and your opinion on competition for Saka's position. I'm a, one of Saka's biggest fans. He's a great player, but Arteta doesn't want to rotate him and give him competition for his position. Uh, like other players... His standards dropped at the end of last season, which cost us the title. I know he wasn't the only one. Maybe Saliba's injury as well was a pressure of the situation. Um, so, But he said, let's not sign in January. But in the summer window, I'd really love to see Pedro Neto. He'll be a great addition to play at least 10 Premier League games and play other competitions. A great option from the bench. We should also sign Zubamendi, sell Ramsdale and Jorginho. Uh, look, Pedro Neto will be right at the top of my list. Um, Rajabu of who I think Arsenal should sign. And they do want replacement for not replacement they do want cover stroke competition whatever you want to call it for Bukai Saka we've seen that in the players you know they've targeted Pedro Neto in the past they tried to sign Rafinha you know they're well aware that they do need to bring someone in to play on that right hand side but the players they've gone for so far have been interesting so far have proved unattainable I think they will go for someone again in that position I think they will exactly agree with what you're saying there and they will go for someone and for me Pedro Neto would be absolutely perfect there is this sort of slight worry of his injury record and, you know, Arsenal had their fair share of injury prone players and signed their fair share of injury prone players and it's never worked out too well. So there is a bit of a question mark over that. But in terms of what he can offer and how he plays, his, the pace that he's got, you know, I just think he'd be absolutely brilliant. And he can play on either flank as well um, and just looks ready to really take the next step up in his career. And, you know, I'd be I would be delighted if Arsenal would sign Pedro Neto in the summer and he's certainly going to be right up there in the list for me. But of course, it'll, you have to balance the books and he will be expensive. The striker that Arsenal try and sign is going to be expensive. The midfielder that Arsenal are going to try and sign is going to be expensive. So you have to balance the books. And like you said, when you talk down there, selling some players, yep, yeah, Ramsdale, potentially. So they've still got, of course, to pay for David Raya. 
which they haven't done yet as well. So that needs to be factored into the summer spending. Um, so it's all about balancing the books and selling players is going to be absolutely crucial, whether that be Ramsdale, whether that be Smith Road, whether they can get some money for Tierney, you know, Reese Nelson, players like that remains to be seen. But yeah, I agree 100%. That side is a, should be a priority. I think it will be a priority and I would love it to be Pedro Neto. Here's one from Nigel. This is unpopular opinion, capital letters. Uh, but I'm not sure Victor Osman to Arsenal or in the Premier League guarantees the goals that people think he'll have a, to make a lot of improvements in his games. I think a player like Matthias Tell at Bayern has a better all-around skill set. Lightning quick, strong, brilliant dribbler in tight spaces that can finish. 100 million for Osman is bad business. It's a deal that has Chelsea written all over it. Well, Nigel, you say they're unpopular opinion in capital letters. But if you look below, at the time that I... Um, Grab picked this question up. It has 45 likes under it. So I don't think it is an unpopular opinion. And having gone through a lot of the comments and questions from yesterday's show, definitely don't think it's an unpopular, unpopular opinion. I think a lot of people are of the same opinion as you. For me, look, I'm I'm just I'm open to it. I'm keeping I, I don't I'm just going to trust whoever they sign when it comes to the striker, whether that be Tony, whether that be Osman, whether that be Boniface you know, any of these players that they're sort of being linked with. Um, the guy at Bologna, whose name ex escapes me for now and probably will continue to escape me. Um, but yeah, whoever it is, I'm 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 just, I'm keeping an open mind and wait and see who they, who they put their money on. Um, but I, Matthias Tell, I think is a really good shout. I think whenever I've seen Matthias Tell play, he looks a hell of a talent. He really, really does. Like you said, his skill set's excellent. For me, I'd love Arsenal to sign Alexander Isak from from Newcastle. It's it would be almost it feels like it would be very very hard to do. They obviously need to sell a couple of players, but I think Isak will be right down at the bottom of the list of the players that they would like to sell. I just think he fits into this Arsenal team perfectly. I think he can play out wide if needs be. He can play central striker. I think his link up play is excellent. His finishing is shown to be really good. He can score goals in the Premier League. He's strong. Um, he's got a bit of aggression to him. I just think he ticks all the boxes when it comes to Arsenal and signing a forward. And he's right up there for me um, in terms of my personal wish list. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for that. And like I said, I don't think you need to put unpopular opinion then because I think that the numbers underneath that from when it comes to the likes speaks for itself. I don't think it is an unpopular opinion at all. Right, moving on to Vet Para now. Says Zinchenko is so important to how Arsenal play. I literally think the first question they get asked before Arteta selects his team uh, is whether Zinchenko is fit or not. Not saying he's our best player, but tactically he is absolutely key to Arsenal. That is 100% correct. Uh, I think when Timber comes back, we'll see Zinchenko play at left eight a fair bit. Um, can bet your bottom dollar that the same people who have been complaining about Timber not being good on the ball as Zinchenko when he slots into the fullback role eventually. Players have different qualities, how he fits into a team, how they complement each other and how the manager adjusts the team's balance based on the opposition and available personnel is what makes football less predictable and more exciting than other sports. Yeah, really good comment. I thought that's why I wanted to include it. And I think you're absolutely spot on. Zinchenko is really important to us, how Arsenal play. Like him, love him, hate him, um, don't rate him, whatever your personal opinion of Zinchenko. And I would hope that no one hates him. Um, he's a very, very good footballer. Technically, he's one of the best footballers that Arsenal have. And he is absolutely essential to how this team plays and how this team will play continuing. You know, when Timber comes back, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Zinchenko and what the plan is, how he's going to be used. I think the left eight role suits him really well. I would like to see him play in that role more. Maybe not all the time, but I think he's definitely a good option to play there. Um, and that might well happen when Timber comes back. But it's going to be really interesting. But I thought that was a good comment. So I wanted to include it. Thank you very much, Vet Para. Here's one from Gunner Coops. He says, Charles, do you think we should primarily 
focus on a top four finish. We aren't good enough this season to win the EPL, but top four is a must if we're going to continue to improve. I mean, top four is a must if we're going to continue to improve. Yes, but no way do I think we should focus on a top four finish. And I don't agree that we're not good enough to win the title this season. I think this squad can win the title. I think it definitely can. I'm not saying it will, but I think it can. It's had a blip. It's had a few bad results, but they're still there and they're still in touching distance. And I'm absolutely not ready to wave the white flag just yet. Um, but I agree. Yes, top four is a must. They have, Arsenal have to get a few seasons consecutively in the Champions League now to build up the finances, to allow them, give them more spending power to just make them feel, you know, a proper solid addition again to the elite that Europe has to offer. They need to be seen to be in that competition consistently season after season. That's so key to the project and to continuing to build. Um, but no, that shouldn't be the primary focus. Winning the Champions League or winning the Premier League, that has to be the focus. And I think it will be the focus 100%. Here's one from David. Uh, I think this is the last one of the show. It is the last question of the show from David. It says, at the start of the season, Gabrielle was benched and we saw party at right back, Timber Kivior at left back. Thinking back, it was really strange to not have Gabrielle in the start in 11, given his great form last year and also this year. Interested in your thoughts on this situation in hindsight? And do you think Gabrielle's starting position could be in jeopardy again when our injured players return? Thank you. Uh, do I think it'll be in jeopardy again? No, and I really hope it doesn't. Again, at the time... There was more going on with Gabrielle than just it being a tactical thing. I know Mikel kept saying it was a tactical thing, but I reported at the time there was more going on to it. There was very, very strong interest from Saudi Arabia clubs in Gabrielle. Um, Arsenal didn't want him to go. And I think that played a big part in what was happening in terms of him not being in the team. I think there was... Know, the money that was being offered, that sort of thing, it can turn anyone's head. I'm not saying his head was completely turned, but I think there was that sort of stuff. It was There was distractions going on off the pitch at that time that certainly played a part in him not being in the starting eleven at the start of the season. And, I mean, you just look at how good he is. You look at his relationship with William Saliba. You look at his presence in both boxes. It just makes no sense tactically. You know, for all a lot of people, I know, question Mikel Arteta, quite rightly so but he's a smart man at the end of the day and it doesn't take much to see that Gabriel and William Saliba are Arsenal's best two centre-backs so to not play one of them for tactical reasons it just makes no sense and um, so no I don't think his position is going to be under threat I think whatever happens when Timber comes back when Party comes back I still think Gabriel and, and um, William Saliba will be Arsenal's centre-backs for a long long time and so they should because they're a in my mind, they're the best centre-back partnership in the league. And Gabriel is one of the best signings that not just Arsenal have made in the last few years, but any Premier League side has made in the last few years. And that's it. Thank you very much, everyone. Like I said, myself and James Benjamin will be sitting down a little bit later on today to record Inside Arsenal Extra Time. Anything you want us to talk about in that show, uh, then please do let us know in the comments below. Remember, just start it with Extra Time and then give your comments. I think we're going to talk quite a bit about what we think the pair of us think when everyone's fit is Arsenal's strongest starting 11. So when everyone's fit and available to Mikel Arteta, what is our Arsenal's strongest starting 11? I think we're going to spend a bit of time talking about that. So if you want to get involved in that discussion, then please do again, let me know your thoughts on it in the comments below. Until then, everyone have a very good Thursday. I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. 